Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Home is so much more than a house. It's the home of your dreams. And for 30 years, they've been making it better. Rocket Mortgage, push button, get mortgage. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. And then there were eight. I got a lot to get to when it comes to the Browns because I know there might be some people switching in. We'll get to that later. Mary Kay Capital, join us at 11 Eastern. I got a stealing feeling about Dabo Sweeney coming up on Monday. That coming up later. Matt Merchell will join us. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are exactly like your parents. If you are of a certain age, I'm probably talking to everybody, unless your parents were a Hallmark card, I'm probably talking to everybody 30 years old and over. 855-2124-CBS. But I start off, there were eight. And I want to know who's the most dangerous team. Because we know about San Francisco and Baltimore. We've talked ad nauseum about San Francisco and Baltimore. And even coming up in the next segment, I I I will talk more about Lamar Jackson. But there's so much to say about what Kyle Shanahan has done, what John Harbaugh has done. And it seems that these two teams are... Odds on favorites yet again to meet again in a Super Bowl to see whether or not San Francisco can take it back and Kyle Shanahan can get a Super Bowl and it could all work out. What what was a punchline relatively four years ago, what was an afterthought, what was thought of as garbage, what was thought of as, as, a, as an organization that at one point was the pinnacle of professional sports with Eddie DeBartolo taken over by his nephew, Jed York, thought to be in the toilet now on the precipice of an NFC championship game, then of a Super Bowl, and possibly adding a six ring to the collection. And you can always go back to different thoughts, and there's a lot of teams, Carolina fans, Washington fans, Cleveland fans, Giants fans. We all have our thoughts about how certain systems should play out. Very wise man, Anthony Lima, who filled in for me last week, said it maybe the very best, and it's still a quote that I struggle with because I always want to get it right. Sometimes bad processes do lead to great results. Sometimes that happens. Most of the time, it ends up being garbage. And when San Francisco first had this process where they had basically had an agreement in principle with Kyle Shanahan some years ago now, and then went and got John Lynch. John Lynch. John Lynch was in a TV booth. John Lynch, the former player. But it all works together now. This is as close to lockstep as you'll find. Seattle has the same arrangement. Other teams are trying to find the same arrangement. And now when you have an organization where you're looking at, with these football teams, strong head coaches, general managers who work with them, good quarterback play, an all-around culture that has that has begun to take place in San Francisco has really 
rooted itself in San Francisco and something that we thought might fall by the wayside in Baltimore, but it has ended up being stronger than ever thanks to Lamar Jackson because you have to believe in that. You have to play well enough to people to believe in that. Now you have two teams that are odds-on favorites, but this is the time where we get ready for these football games later on today, 435, 15 Eastern. And we start to try to figure out ways that Minnesota can get San Francisco and Tennessee can get Baltimore. San Francisco really that dominating? Defense there, offense there, defense you always question about things and and people got upset about Robert Sala's defense over these last few weeks. Uh, Things have been perfectly fine in San Francisco. But when I get to Baltimore and the Tennessee-Baltimore game later on tonight at 8-15, I wonder is Tennessee really that dangerous or was New England starting to really crumble? Because there's such a thing, and you can try to block it out, and New England operates itself, and some, for whatever reason, Patriots fans get mad at me when I say this. They operate like the mob, which is not a bad way to operate when you're in professional sports. It's what you can prove. They're willing to bend rules or break rules in that case because it's professional sports. You know that they're not going to take away your titles. They're not going to take away your banners. This isn't the NCAA. There's not some false mystique of, of student athletes and all that other garbage. They know. It's the truth. It's pro sports, it's about winning, it's about greatness, and it's about you believing that your favorite team is great. And they are great. And I still think that over this last year, especially over the last few weeks, you know, you start out 8-0, you go to 4-4 four and four over the final eight, you have a bad loss against Miami, really a bad loss. And then it felt 14-13 last week, it felt like it was 24-34-13. And you hear about McDaniels, you hear about Casario, Tom Brady's future's in question, the signs are around the stadium, and I, I can't believe it. And part of this is where I, I love a good story. I wanted Patrick Mahomes to be the one to take it away. Frankly, I wanted Baker Mayfield to be one of the guys to take it away. I wanted Sam Darnold to be one of the guys to take it away. Ryan Tannehill in Vrabel in Tennessee winning and ending that. If this is truly the end, and Tom Brady says he's coming back, but if this is truly the end of the dynasty, if this is truly the end and and, and they finally have died, Tennessee got you? I love a good storyline. And maybe I'm disrespecting Tennessee. Maybe I'm disrespecting Derrick Henry, and I'm sure there's plenty of fans out there who think so. 855-212-4CBS. Maybe I'm disrespecting Derrick. And I'm disrespecting what Mike Vrabel's done. He's a great game planner. He's done a great job. I didn't know how great he'd be. I thought maybe there was a little bit of meatheadedness to him. And there is still a little bit of meatheadedness to him. But the guy can game plan. He knows his former coach. He went out there, took care of business. Tennessee got themselves a great win last week. And now they play another huge opponent at Baltimore, taking on maybe the most electrifying person in professional sports right now. And it will come down to discipline, which they've been disciplined. It'll come down to game planning, which we've already just spoke about. There is a chance for Tennessee, but I just want to make sure we're not making too big of a deal about it. Because Baltimore's been a fantastic football team. They've done well with their game planning. They've done well with what they've wanted to do. So I wonder if Tennessee's really that dangerous. Minnesota's a team that comes in with their asses up against the wall. Mike Zimmer's job is in question going into this offseason, which now, or into this postseason, which now, after you get that type of win last week with Kirk Cousins, hopefully that calms some people down and everybody in Minnesota can relax. Who the hell knows what happens later on today? And then we get to tomorrow with Houston and Kansas City. J.J. Watt came back just in time. I didn't know how much he would give. It turns out he gave a ton. 
veteran presence, and even though that they haven't accomplished much in the playoffs, playoff experience helped last week. Houston, it helps last week. J.J. Watt's able to help. Veteran presence. Deshaun Watson being there before. That organization being there before. You know, Buffalo, I know Tyrod Taylor took him to the playoffs just a few weeks or just a couple of years ago, but when you have Josh Allen in there, it, it still feels new. It still feels like this has just burst at the seams and now they're starting to take flight. Buffalo, if Josh Allen's still able to control it in 2020, Buffalo should be in a good spot. Good coaching, good offense, good everything. They should be in a good spot. But you watched a veteran team at home start to hold serve, take advantage of the situation, and I did think it was a little bit odd that basically Buffalo season ends the way it started where they're down 16-0 at the end of the third quarter and they end up running up on the Jets and then it ends basically where they were in control of the football game at 16-0 and then Houston remembered that they were a veteran football team at home, dug in, fought back, J.J. Watt made plays and they ended up doing very, very well. And then I get to the Seattle-Green Bay game tomorrow night. And whether or not it's the same old Packers, there was a whole lot thrown at the doorstep of Mike McCarthy last year. Whether or not the game had passed Mike McCarthy by more than the Cowboys later on. Whether or not that it, it just wasn't the time anymore for Mike McCarthy, even though they said it a million times over Green Bay, said it was just time for a change. Mike Murphy, Mark Murphy had said it was time for a change. Just a different voice. And it looks like with LaFleur, it's ended up very, very well. Yet Seattle, the team with the culture, and I still wonder, is your offense going to be able to, to, to do what it needs to do, which is run the football? Are you going to be able to control the football and the pace of what you're trying to do? Because in postseasons pass, or when you failed to make the postseason too, you weren't able to do that. Now, Aaron Rodgers, it, it goes as Aaron Rodgers goes. It still goes that way. But are you able to protect him with defense or are you able to protect him with a running game? Because if you can't do that, Seattle will get you. 855-2124-CBS. So as we're, there, as we're down to eight teams, and we keep talking about San Francisco and Baltimore and just how good those teams are, and it looks like it is a collision course for Super Bowl 54. Tennessee's out there with a sniper rifle. Houston's out there. Seattle, I think, might be an underrated football team. Who's the most dangerous? Dangerous out of this group. 855-2124-CBS. Coming up next, stop looking far ahead. Focus on the now for Lamar Jackson. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. All right, you heard the number. Call it, 855-2124-CBS. Mary Kay Cabot, Cleveland Plain Dealer, 11 o'clock Eastern. Also, Jared Bell scheduled to join us. We'll see. We're hoping. We love Jared Bell USA Today. Hopefully, he'll join us here in about 20 minutes. Matt Merchell, Orlando Sentinel. 1240, 40 Pacific. Mark Mask, Washington Post, NFL writer, 1140, 840 Pacific. 855-2124-CBS. I'll get to Lamar Jackson here in a moment. I need to know who's the most dangerous. Four teams left. Don't give me San Francisco. Don't give me Baltimore. I need you to think deeper. Who's the most dangerous team? If you're a Tennessee fan, it's time to get it in. I, I still, and, and before I get to Matt in Seattle, I still have to wonder, is it, Tennessee who did a good job, or is New England finally just at the end of the rope? Are they finally out of gas? Because you go into a postseason game, and the team that's as good as anybody is at eliminating distractions because they've created a ton for themselves in the past. I I felt it was just a bit too much. 
you you pour pressure on, pour pressure on, pour pressure on. And in the second half of that football game, they got up 13-7. And I'm thinking, okay, all right. They'll, they'll, they'll be able to close this thing out. It'll probably be about 2014, somewhere in there. And, and they'll go on to the second round, and we'll see what they do. And it just kept stalling. And the rumors start to percolate about McDaniels, about the, the power structure with Casario, where Casario, where he could end up, where, where Dave Ziegler could end up. My God, we talk about Scott Pioli. Mike Lombardi starts to o'clock in. The only guy who's been quiet this entire time has been Bill Belichick. Tom Brady releases something on Instagram. It's a whole to-do. And so it, it makes me think, has, has it just been too much, and is this the dynasty that's just now over? Or is Tennessee a really dangerous football team that is well-coached? It could be a little bit of both. That, that is well-coached, that is able to run the football, take care of Ryan Tannehill, and they're able to get themselves further into the playoffs. 855-2124-CBS. Matt in Seattle, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Matt, thanks for holding. Go ahead. Hey, good morning. How you doing? Doing well, Matt. Go ahead, bud. So, uh, i got to touch on that subject real quick. So, for me, if it would have been any other team that's left in the playoffs to bring down Tom Brady and the Patriots, they would have been a great storyline, but it would have been more of an excuse, like, oh, these are next up and coming. The fact that it was Tannehill and the Titans means that that dynasty is truly over, and they weren't the team that everybody thought they were during the regular season. And the fact that they fell just means, all right, well, you know, the torch has been passed. Not necessarily to Tannehill or anybody like that, but the, the dynasty is over for them. Uh, now See, I was thinking. I was thinking to stay. Stay with me for a second, Matt, because I was basically yeah. kind of think, thinking the same thing here. Where it's because I thought, okay, if I'm thinking storyline, and I do, we we do to- sports talk radio. I'm thinking storyline. I'm thinking things that sizzle. All right, Patrick Mahomes going into New England, taking that game away. That would be something. Lamar Jackson. That would be something. That means that you have arrived. The, the the torch is being passed. Tannehill in Tennessee. You get what I'm saying, Matt? Yeah, yeah, I do, exactly. But, Go ahead. you know, the good thing is Tannehill being from that he was in Miami for a while, going to Tennessee as a backup, and then taking down Tom Brady. It's like, Fair. were the Patriots even that good to begin with all season? And they're never going to be the same. The, that team is never going to be the same. Bill Belichick's probably on his way out in the next couple of years, not by a firing, but he'll definitely leave. Uh, and then for sure Tom Brady will retire. Uh, so that that team is just never going to be the same. We should stop looking at the Patriots as this, you know, number one dynasty anymore because they're just not. They're at the end of the road. Uh, they're not going to be able to get back over that hump, and they're pretty much toast at this point. Matt, I thank you very much for the call. Eight five five two one two four CBS. With Tom Brady, it's the same thing. I'd love to see what Jared Stidham's able to do, but I don't know if you're able to do able to replicate whatever. And I don't know if any Patriots fan would want it to be that way. You know, it's turned into a Brady Patriots thing. I knew it would. But I don't know if you can expect that every time out. I do, and and this is just my curiosity because we fight the Brady-Belichick thing. I do want to see what Bill Belichick can do without Tom Brady. I think they need each other. They might not like each other all the time, but I think that they absolutely need each other, and I think both realize that. I would hope both realize that. But I do want to see what Bill Belichick can do without Tom Brady. And what he could do with a different quarterback. Brissett, Castle, Garoppolo, great, great results. Can't can't deny it. 
But I want to see what you do for another season or two before you hang it up and probably give it off to Steven. Nathan in Knoxville, Tennessee, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, go Minnesota Vikings. I think they have a chance to do something this year. Why? I think, well, I mean, you look at their roster, right? They have, like, one of the best, they have one of the best top three running backs in the country. Their talent is, like, unreal. And Mike Zimmer has had that talent for a, a while now, but he hasn't done anything with it. I think this is turning year. I think that he'll show up in uh, show up in San Francisco today. I think that he can do something. I think I think Vikings are super like I think they're um, they're super not they're doubted they're doubted they always have been. Okay, Nathan, thank you very much for the call. Hickey, is that a Vikings fan just calling in? He didn't seem like it. I don't think he backed that up very well at all. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Okay. Great back and forth, Hickey. Come on, pick it up. Vinny in Arizona, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go. Hey, how's it going today? Thank you for taking my call. I'm glad to have you, Vinny. Go right on ahead. So, two things. First one, uh the whole Tom Brady thing. Since Belichick has proven to win without Brady, whether it's been for a longer stint or shorter stint, do you think Brady's going to want the opportunity to win without Belichick? Like, is that in the back of his mind? And well, right now you're, you're running out of time. You, I mean, you are running out of time. It, it, I mean, that's, that's the only thing else I can say. Because he, he, if he's coming back next year, you're announcing every single year if you're coming back. So if you're going to do it, like, yeah, he's a free agent, but why would you? Things are set up so nice. They're set up so nice, Vinny. I, would you want to leave? Would you want to try to see if you could do it just once? Maybe you do. Uh, if you put a team around me that had, like, the young offensive talent who just needs a great quarterback to win, then, I mean, cause look at who he had this year. And I feel like it's not really all Brady's fault. Like, I'm a diehard Saints fan, but mm-hmm. you take Drew Brees out of that offense, look at what Teddy Bridgewater did. Granted, Bridgewater has proven that he can win in Minnesota, even That's after true. suffering that really bad knee injury. But, I mean, you put weapons around a quarterback that help him and are proven to produce. I mean, you could throw – I mean, I guess because Vinny, I I think my thought is Vinny, you're hitting on something here that's pretty strong. Real quick, who's the most dangerous team? Uh, I would say Tennessee, just because if Derrick Henry could keep Mm -hmm. up pounding the football, Tennessee had a two minute drill before halftime where all they did was run. I mean, they had a few throwing or passes in there, but the way to beat good teams is keep the ball out of their hands. And if you can just run down the clock and maintain possession and be effective downfield when you need to, I mean, it's going to be the same way to beat Lamar Jackson. All right. Vinny, Vinny, I got to run. Vinny, I got to run. I thank you very much for the call. 855-2124-CBS. What was Tom Brady's last contract? Because every time I I, – here we go. Tom Brady's last contract that he signed was 2019. One year, $23 million. What was his last contract before that? 
Because if you're 30, this is where it comes down to Tom Brady or in his future. If you're 42 going on 43, I think franchises have to wonder, are you getting in the way? Because I'll have Hickey go look up the last one. Like if he signs his last one, say he's 37, 38 years old, it's Brady. It, 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 there's there's no doubt about it. You go five years with Brady, four years, three years, even that that's better than most teams have with whatever quarterback they have. But there's a lot of teams right now, like you have to think, 42, I keep hearing about this stuff about diminishing skills. All right, 42 years old, going on 43. I think Tom Brady could do it for one more year. But if I go one more year and I go just with Tom Brady, am I a Super Bowl contender? That's in question. Because now we're seeing Tom's going to need some t- players around him. Am I 42 going on 43? I got some players around me. Okay, what other situation can I work with? What possibility is there? And are they getting in the way of young quarterbacks that I feel is going to have a much better shot for the future? Like Tom Brady can get you games and be able to win you football games over a long period of time. That's not or over a short period of time. That's not a question. But is it getting in the way of what you're trying to do? Are you bringing this in? And are you all all of a sudden going to be in a bad position later on? You could be a better football team and trade up and go after another young quarterback. You could take a young quarterback that you already have. Maybe let him sit. Let him breathe a little bit if you wanted to. Like, there are other options. But the first thought that any organization is going to have is Tom Brady. That makes a lot of sense. But the second thought that I'm going to have is that, well, is he going to get in the way of whatever quarterback that I have that I'm ready with? Because every general manager, unless he's just taken over, usually has somebody in his back pocket that he's telling the ownership that he says is going to be a great quarterback for him. Whether or not he means it, that's a different story. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. If you're on hold, stay there. We'll get to you. Promise that one. Also, stop looking too far ahead. Focus on the now. When it comes to Lamar Jackson. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line, 855-212-4227. It's brought to you by GEICO. Hey, there's great news. You could save a ton of money by going to GEICO. You switch to GEICO, you go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Yeah, I know. Mary Kay Cabot, Cleveland Plain Dealer, coming up at 11 o'clock Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. I got something on Lamar coming up, but who's the most dangerous? Getting a lot of Tennessee. Had one Minnesota, but the guy wasn't able to back it up. I thought he was just a Vikings fan. And it is, it, 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 it's always going to, if I just slide up against the, the New England Patriots, it's going to turn into Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. I, I got some about Tom and Bill coming up later on, I promise. But it always turns it, well, Tom and Bill. The only thing I'll say to, to, to what some of the callers were saying just a second ago, if you're a franchise, I think the the goal the goalpost has changed. The goalpost has moved. If he was 37, 38 like he was when he signed his last contract, Hickey, I'm not sure when the last contract was signed. Before the one-year deal, whatever. Like the big package. Was he 37, 38, somewhere in there? Even 39. Even 39, you think, okay, it's Tom Brady. Like well, I'll go on and I'll do was that. Two years for 2018, 2019, then he voided. So okay, so he voided that. that. Figure out. Okay, so you're looking at somewhere, and he's probably not leaving that situation. So it's a programmatic non-fit anyway. But if, say he were 38, in New England for whatever reason was saying we're moving on, then you got you have a market. <laughs> you got a market. 
the only teams that I think that need to be worried about are are teams that are borderline playoff teams. Not worried about, but but are interested. Borderline playoff teams that are looking to reignite. Colts, I think, are one of those teams. If we're going to do this seriously, then I'll get to the phones. Colts are one of those teams. I think Jacksonville's a mess. I can't put Jacksonville in there. I don't think he'd want to be there. Uh, Other than that, gosh, it's getting harder and harder. Can you say the Raiders in Las Vegas? I'm sure there's people screaming Browns right now. You got a 25-year-old quarterback right there. I don't know if you're going to do that. I would do it, but that's for five burning questions later on, and I'll I'll explain why it's a no-lose situation for them. But you got a 25-year-old quarterback. You're not going to do that. Like now you have to look a bit look at it in a situation of is it going to get in the way of my team? Is it going to get in the way of my progress with my quarterback? Is Tom Brady going to do that? If it's a no, then you could ask the next question. Are we a borderline playoff team? Yes, then it fits. If it doesn't fit those criteria, then it's just a non-starter. If you're one of the losing franchises in the NFL, are you going to have an even chance to get Tom Brady? If I'm Tom Brady, I'm not coming back to play for some loser. That's why it just makes more sense to say, all right, you've made your bet in New England. You traded away Jimmy Garoppolo a few years ago. Let's play this out till its bitter end. Another year of Jarrett Stidham as a backup in such a bad thing. 855-2124-CBS. Aaron in Green Bay. You're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Hey, good morning. How's it going, guys? Not terrible, Aaron. You go right on ahead. Hey, you know what? I want to answer your question. The most dangerous team still alive in the NFL playoffs. Uh, you, you can't go past the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I look at the NFC teams that are available. You look at Garoppolo in San Francisco as quarterback. Um, you look at Kirk Cousins. Those are guys, this is uncharted territory for them. One could make the argument that the game tomorrow night is the de facto NFC championship between Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. What, what makes me think that the Packers whoa, 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 are going to be Whoa, 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 whoa. Back up. Aaron, 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 yep, stay with yep. me. Let's, you don't yep. need to run through the call. We're, we're, we're together. De facto NFC championship game. You got San Francisco on the other end there. You're you exactly can't. right. But but has Garoppolo been there before? Uh, it's uncharted territory for him. And, and I think San Francisco, if you play San Francisco against any of these other teams three or four times, San Francisco might, might win the majority of them. But in one game, I'm taking Aaron Rodgers. He's been there before. And, and the Packers have yet to put together a perfect game. You know, early in the season, the defense was their calling card. And the Packers have won ugly, but they've won. And when you're in the tournament, it's hard to pass on Aaron Rodgers. In the I think only I think only ugly wins are only going to help you in the, in the postseason. You know, people use that against teams. I think that only helps. Go ahead. It'd be really interesting to watch. You know, and, and, and I think either the Packers are going to win the whole thing, or they're going to lose. It's it, it's all or nothing. And I, I think <laughs> so wait a minute, wait a minute. They're going to win the whole thing, or they're going to lose. Well, come on, Aaron. You're not you're not telling me anything there. But is there another quarterback that you would want to have with two minutes left? Uh, then Aaron Rodgers with, with the game on the line. And, and he tested it this year. And I think that it's something that everything in Green Bay has come together this year. Uh, it's been a perfect storm. And I think it's gonna, he's going to get that second ring this year. Um, and it, it's going to be a, a great beginning to the end of his career with the Packers. Damn it. Okay, you got me there. Thank you very much for the call, Aaron. Because I, I was for a second just to fight you. I was going to say Patrick Mahomes, but that's I can't say that yet. Or the other guy on the other side of the field on t- uh, tomorrow night would be uh, Russell Wilson. That's the only other guy I could fight. I think it, I don't use that against football teams. You win sloppy games, I don't care. You, you dig deep, you find ways. It's hard to get pro guys 
to buy into a culture, to buy into what you're trying to do. You win sloppy games, whether or not you got to run it with Aaron Jones a billion times, or, or you got to play tight defense and Mike Pettin's defense has to show up one of the other ways. I think that only helps you when you go into the postseason. College, I think it's a little different. Postseason, I think it helps a team like Green Bay. I'll admit that. John, we go back to Green Bay. You're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Hey, morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call. How's it going? Not bad, John. Go right on ahead, friend. All right. So the last caller kind of touched on a couple parts that I wanted to say. Um, Definitely the most dangerous team, at least in the NFC, has got to be the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers finally has a defense. He's finally got a running game. You know, we're 13-3 and with a new head coach. When's the last time that's happened? You know, we got first round by. The only team that really really scares me in the NFL is Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. I mean, that's going to be a hard team to beat in the Super Bowl. So, I'm going Packers-Chiefs in the Super Bowl. And, you know, stop doubting the Packers, stop doubting Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur. I mean, we're 13-3, and like you said. You know, they weren't pretty wins, but they're wins. We got to 13 wins. Who thought that was going to happen after missing the playoffs for the last two years? And last year, Aaron Rodgers started every single game. So they're they're deadly. They're going to make a good run here over the next couple of weeks. It's going to be fun football to watch. This is amazing to me here, John, and thank you for the call. See, I don't want to fight just to fight. See, because that call, now we're, and not nothing against Aaron, we got substance here. Because two weeks ago, three weeks ago now, they beat Minnesota on Monday night. I kept hearing about how bad Kirk Cousins was. Minnesota's a good football team, and Kirk Cousins is a capable quarterback. He's only been in the postseason a couple of times. Now he's, what, 50% according to Mike Zimmer? He's a capable quarterback. He put one on, he put one on New Orleans in New Orleans. Can I give a little bit of respect to what Green Bay did back on that Monday night? Because after they win that Monday night game, I'm on during a holiday going, hey, you, you, can't, you can't discount Green Bay. I know we all want to pay attention to New Orleans, and we all, we, honestly, it's just a fan thing. We want New Orleans to win. We want Drew Brees to win because we want to feel better about Drew Brees. And I want to argue about how underrated of a quarterback he is, and that's an impossible argument if he wins another Super Bowl. Drew Brees is a fan favorite. I don't know how well-liked Aaron Rodgers is compared to Drew Brees. San Francisco, that's a team that everybody's talking about. Everybody's loving Kyle Shanahan. Everybody's loving their running game. It, it's a big, big story. Green Bay all of a sudden becomes an underrated football team. I said that three weeks ago. Yet, if I get arguments about running game, I get arguments about defense, I'm in. If you're just giving me Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers has been in the postseason before. He's only won one Super Bowl which is incredible. He's won one Super Bowl, but I'm not just going to say, well, it's Aaron Rodgers in the postseason. I could say that about Brady. I might have been able to say that about a couple of other guys. I still have to go through Russell Wilson in the postseason. I would still have to go through San Francisco, which is a quality football team. And if Minnesota gets San Francisco later on today, then you're looking at a hotter-in-hell Minnesota Vikings football team with Zimmer, with Kirk Cousins, who has to play well. You're going to have to play well to beat San Francisco on the road, for crying out loud here. There are plenty of distractions going around. Hell, they don't even know if their offensive coordinator is going to be their offensive coordinator again. There's so many different thoughts that they have. If they win, I have to give them respect. So I can't just say, as as great as Aaron Rodgers is, I can't just leave it to Aaron Rodgers and that's it. Because i got to give respect to the others. If, If it comes within two minutes of this list of eight teams, Green Bay, you guys are right. Packers fans, you guys are right. Garoppolo hasn't been tested. Lamar Jackson hasn't been tested. Tannehill obviously hasn't been tested. 
Mahomes has it in him. Has he been tested? Wilson has been tested. That's about it. You guys are right about that. But if I just throw a blanket on it and I say Aaron Rodgers, if that's the end result, then fine. But it can't be my beginning. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-4227. Another one that people keep making arguments about, and, and I, I got to knock this down as much as I possibly can because as we get ready for later on today, Tennessee at Baltimore, 815. One of the things that we've been hearing about, and, and little by little it's been knocking down because we've, we've decided that before we wanted to go after Lamar Jackson, now things are changing. Now everybody's getting excited about Lamar Jackson. Now, now it's become a wave, and that's a great thing. I like talking about Lamar because he's a different style of quarterback and a chaos theory with the NFL becomes fantastic because what was previously thought as silly now becomes something that's tangible, something we can work with, something we can get excited about. That's why I find myself just analyzing it. I root for Lamar Jackson. There's something, though, that we have to stop. I'm tired of hearing, and I refuse to hear it any longer. Either or how long it's going to be with Lamar Jackson, or he's one hit away. Every quarterback's one hit away. Aaron Rodgers, who everybody in Wisconsin wants to call me up about right now, was one hit away. And has had his season ended before over one hit. I know Lamar Jackson's one hit away. I know that Lamar Jackson and the way he plays probably doesn't coincide with 15 or 20-year careers the way that Tom Brady or, or Peyton Manning or Eli or any one of those other guys are there. You got to stop. It's embarrassing. The whole point of a draft, the whole point of why we do any of this, it's supposed to be, at least anyway, depending on what owner you have as a, as a fan base, so who knows? Sorry, Cleveland. Depending on what you got, the whole point of this is to win a Super Bowl. You win a Super Bowl, it's, it's worth it. And I almost contradict what I say. Like when I look at what Aaron Rodgers has done through his career, let me look at a long-term guy like Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers will probably play 20 years in the NFL, close to it. He won a Super Bowl. It's an incredible accomplishment. That's why I had to stop short five minutes ago about Aaron. You win one Super Bowl, it's worth it. You don't get into this thing to get close year and year and year and year. If you want to do that, that's Phillip Rivers, and we're going to have knockdown, drag-out fights about Phillip Rivers getting into the Hall of Fame someday. That's not what it's about. If Baltimore wins tonight goes on and wins and wins again in Super Bowl 54. That's it. It works. If 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 Lamar Jackson wins this Super Bowl and then he has his career ended next year in week 1, folks, it's worth it. It really is. I know we don't want to believe this and I know that everybody cuz we love our takes and we love to do I told you so especially in this format. It it it's worked. It's a Super Bowl it's a championship. He'll be an MVP. That's left by the by the wayside. But if you're a fan of football, that's what you want. Your favorite team is to win a championship. If Lamar Jackson goes forward and they win, and they win convincingly, but as long as they just win, it, it's worth it. I cannot stress this enough. Some of the stupid arguments that I hear about Lamar Jackson day in and day out by people who just don't want to admit that what good football is is good football. And you can say games and gimmicks and smoke and mirrors and all that tea, all that stuff as he continuously throttles your football team by 20 and 30 points in a given week. You can do all that. And you can give me every excuse you want because your quarterback doesn't have it like he has. 
because your football team and your coach don't have it like they have it. You can do this all you want. And if you want to hate, hate. Be a hater. I'm a hater. I'm from a city that's supposed to be a rivalry with them. I hate having to, having to regard and say how great he is and how great they are. I really do hate it, but I have to respect it. And if you get one championship, it's one more than I got, then it's worth it. If you don't, you can make that argument all you want. If they go and they lose today to Tennessee, and Tennessee ends up at the AFC championship game, you can give me games, gimmicks, because you're going to have to play some badass defense to stop Lamar Jackson. I don't care how he's feeling. You can give me games and gimmicks and make those arguments and talk about overrated, and you can do it all. I'll listen to you. I'll hear you out. You win that many games in a row, you falter to the Tennessee Titans, who are a wild-card football team. Baby, let's hear you out. Totally with you. But if he goes on and he wins it, I'm not hearing any of this garbage anymore. He could go have his career ended next season. And if he has his career ended next season, that investment, trading back into the first round, getting Lamar Jackson, changing the way that they play football, changing the way that they run their business, they run their organization, it's worth it because a championship never goes away. I can get consistency out of other guys and give myself a shot for a long term. And Baltimore would have to go back to the drawing board and they would have to figure some things out. And more than likely, within the next 7, 8, 10 years, they probably will have to go back to the drawing board, figure some things out because Lamar won't be able to do at 34 what he's able to do at 24. It's just given science. Oh, we get that. But if you get one, God forbid you get two, it's been worth it. It just has. And if we want to keep making these comparisons to Michael Vick and we want to keep making these comparisons even backward to Fran Tarkenton, we can do that all we want. If he has what they didn't, and that's a Super Bowl championship, I don't want to hear any of this garbage again because that's what it's supposed to be about. I can get myself my Phillip Rivers. I can get myself Jim Kelly, who I love and respect, and Dan Marino, and they can throw for 70, 80, 90,000 yards, whatever it might be. You get one championship out of Lamar who throws for 160 and five touchdowns in a game and I get a Super Bowl, they win, we lose. Up next, Mary Kay Cabot. She is on the ground in Cleveland. What the hell is going on with the Browns? It's Ken Common on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.